1: So we've been tracking uh, Eurotrooper for quite some time now. This is an APT group that has been active since at least uh, 2022, so about two years now.
0: That's Ashir Malholtra, technical lead for security research with Cisco Telos. The research we're discussing today is titled Kazakhstan-Associated Eurotrooper Disguises Origin of Attacks as Azerbaijan.
1: And um, this is our second piece of research that we've released uh, on Eurotrooper this year. Uh, About six or seven months ago in March 2023, we wrote the first paper on uh, Eurotrooper. And that is how this uh, second piece of research came into being.
0: Well, let's go through some of it together here. I mean, let's start with some basics. Uh, Who is Eurotrooper and what are they trying to achieve here?
1: So Eurotrooper is uh, an APT group that is primarily focused on espionage and uh, data theft, uh, likely to support uh, the objectives of a specific nation state. We've seen this group being active since 2022, and they primarily target entities uh, inside uh, cis countries, the Commonwealth of Independent States, uh, basically. They use a wide variety of TTPs, um, you know, from credential harvesting to spear phishing to building their own uh, uh, types of malware and using commodity malware and so on and so forth.
0: And they're trying to make it seem as though they're coming from Azerbaijan?
1: That's right. So they've put in very spe- special efforts to try to disguise their uh, the origin of their operations to seem like they're coming out of Azerbaijan uh, in the sense that they will frequently try to purchase a VPN infrastructure uh, in Azerbaijan. They will try to look for physical addresses that they can use, random physical addresses that they can use so that they can fill out forms for subscribing to these services that they can use in their malicious operations. And we know for a fact that some of the operators of uh, the Euro Trooper Threat Actor Group they're not familiar with the Azerbaijani language. So, uh, you know, whenever they're filling out forms, they will copy and paste and translate uh, content from the form, which is written in Azerbaijani, to either Russian or the Kazakh language. And then they'll try to figure out what needs to go where and, uh, so that they can subscribe to those services.
0: Wow. So not, not the most subtle or, or nuanced uh, approach here to filling out those forms.
1: Not really, not really. This is an actor that focuses a lot on uh, learning on the go. Hmm. So um, sometimes they will compromise um, their operational security uh, in order to get something done, basically.
0: I see. Well, let's walk through their activities together here. What are some of the things that you and your colleagues have observed?
1: So we've, uh, first of all, we've seen them uh, route their operations, actively try to route their operations through Azerbaijan. Uh, We also assess with high confidence that uh, Eurotrooper, at least in part, comprises of individuals that are associated with Kazakhstan. Uh, This is because we saw them use uh, Kazakh currency and and we saw them trying to convert Kazakh currency into cryptocurrency, which they then use to buy infrastructure and computing resources so that they can use uh, these resources in uh, their malicious operations. We also know that... um, the, some of the, their operators know ru- the Russian language as well as the Kazakh language, um, and then strangely enough, uh, we've seen that uh, some of them are weirdly paranoid about the security of mail.kz, which is uh, Kazakhstan's email service. Um, you know, and when you consider all of this together, uh, you know, you know where this where all of this points to, and you you can you can see that the 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 group is associated with Kazakhstan in 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 some form. Uh, you know, if not directly, then indirectly, at least.
0: Yeah. What about their activities themselves? I mean, what, what sort of tools are they using to go after their victims?
1: So uh, back in 2022, when we first started tracking this uh, threat actor, uh, they primarily relied on uh, credential phishing. Basically, they'd set up a web page uh, that masqueraded as that of a legitimate service, and they would try to harvest credentials from their uh, from their victims. However, over the past two years, we've seen them move from credential phishing to building actual malware. Uh, when they started building their actual malware, they started using a lot of commodity malware, which is readily available on the internet, such as uh, Warzone and Loaderat and the Stink Stealer. However, over the recent months, we've seen these threat actors start retooling their uh, malware arsenal in the sense that they are now building their own custom-built malware. And in fact, uh, there are some uh, uh, malware that they've ported across different platforms. For example, there's there's a there's a piece of malware that they use that has been written in PowerShell. It's also been written in GoLang, and it's also been written in Rust. So you know they're, they're trying to diversify as much as possible, and they've seen a huge amount of success. Evidently, they've seen a huge amount of success with these custom-built tools, which is why you know they want to rely on them more and more and more.
0: So you can focus on your core business goals, confident in the knowledge that your enterprise is secure, compliant, and running smoothly. To learn why enterprises choose Sixth Sense, visit sixsense.com. What are the capabilities of the malware they're deploying?
1: The intention of this group is to carry out espionage and data theft. So uh, they will try to build malware that allows them to exfiltrate uh, documents of interest uh, from from an infected machine or from an infected victim. It allows them to log keystrokes. Uh, It allows them to take screenshots uh, of, 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 of the desktop and of applications that are open uh, on the victims machine it also allows them to um, you know make videos and capture videos uh, from them also they are very interested in the browsing habits of their victims as well so they will try to uh, exfiltrate and record uh, the browsing history Uh, the cookies, and anything that's related to the browser, in fact, any credentials that are stored in various kinds of browsers, uh, they will use their malware, Eurotrooper will use their malware to exfiltrate all of that from a victim's machine.
0: Now, you mentioned uh, earlier that they seem to be going after folks in the Commonwealth of Independent States. Are
1: there particular individuals that they're targeting? We've seen them uh, Eurotrooper primarily go after government uh, entities in cis countries, uh, such as uh, Azerbaijan, Tajikistan, uh, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, and even Belarus and Russia as well. Of late, we have also seen that Eurotrooper has a very specific interest in the energy sector, hmm. primarily um, uh, energy companies that are associated with the government or infrastructure companies that are associated with the government. So these are like public sector entities. Uh, which are you know sponsored or backed by different governments uh, in in CIS countries and eurotrooper tries to very aggressively go after individuals that they think are of interest in these specific entities to infect them and to reinfect them and to you know even if uh, you know th- their uh, attempts are thwarted the first time they will be persistent and that's one of the key pillars of success for this uh, specific APT group not a lot of sophistication but highly motivated and highly aggressive
0: and what do you suppose their
1: initial access vector is? Uh, so they uh, rely a lot on spear phishing emails where they will send uh, different malicious archives consisting of different uh, malware to their victims. And uh, they're going to use topical themes. They, you know, they use regional themes in their emails and in their archives. It's basically a social engineering trick to uh, you know, uh, coerce their users, their victims, into uh, opening up the malware and infecting themselves.
0: And one of the things I I noted in your research was that uh you all saw them perhaps make some adjustments after you had published earlier this year about them.
1: Yes, so yeah, so th- that was about the retooling primarily. We 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 disclosed um uh their current ongoing campaigns. And we saw them go quiet for some time. And then when they reemerged, they started distributing uh, custom milk malware instead of using uh, commodity malware. So that was likely a lull in their operations where they decided that they had to retool and they had to put in more efforts to evade uh, detections and to evade disclosures uh, such as the ones that uh, we've published.
0: You mentioned that this group isn't terribly sophisticated. Is there any sense that they're... With some of the successes that they've had, that their sophistication could
1: be growing or perhaps behind the scenes, they're being better financed? Right. So uh, we feel that simply based on the technical analysis that we've done, that, uh, you know, they're trying to learn new languages and they're trying to learn new technical languages as well so that they can build a variety of uh, different malware. And that shows that they're invested in their growth. We don't know the specifics of of, of of the financial aspect of it, but technically speaking, they are evolving their TTPs and their tactics and their tools uh, so that they can do a better job. You know, they already have the motivation. They just need the technical expertise.
0: What are your recommendations then for folks to best protect themselves?
1: So, uh, first of all, organizations need to have um, a layered defense model. You know, if uh, they, they can they can try and attack you via email, via SMS uh, on your endpoints, and uh, you know they'll try to steal all kinds of data from you. So, you need to have a layered defense model so that you can stop uh, a modular attack like that of EuroTrooper uh, at different stages in the attack cycle. Other than that, of course, it goes without saying that you should practice cyber hygiene when you find people sending you emails, you know, interesting emails or uh, curious emails uh, uh, that that you're not familiar with and you're not familiar and you don't trust uh, the actual sender, you shouldn't be opening them up. You shouldn't be opening documents from unknown senders uh, and so on and so forth. So it doesn't take a whole lot to uh, defend yourself, but you have to do it constantly and you have to practice cyber hygiene properly. You know,
0: it's interesting to me because I think for a lot of folks in our minds, we think of espionage operators as being the best of the best, you know, the sophisticated with the best tools. But I think this research kind of shows that uh, persistence can
1: be an effective avenue as well. Exactly. So when we say APT groups and we and you know we, we say advanced persistent threats, they they're not necessarily advanced. They're more persistent than being advanced. <laughs> advanced or persistent threats, right? Right, <laughs> right, right exactly. <laughs>
0: our thanks to Ashir Maholtra from Cisco Talos for joining us. The research is titled Kazakhstan Associated Eurotrooper Disguises Origin of Attacks as Azerbaijan. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a word from our sponsor, NetScope. NetScope is a worldwide leader in SASE and zero trust. The Cyberwire Research Saturday podcast is a production of N2K Networks, proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. This episode was produced by Liz Irvin and senior producer Jennifer Iben. Our mixer is Elliot Peltzman. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Fittner. Thanks for listening.